Welcome to The Course Reports, your real deal inside look at the professional golf venues around the world. If you're looking for that inside information about what it takes to prepare for the world's greatest players, you found it. I'm Curtis Tyrell, Certified Golf Course Superintendent, Master Greenskeeper. I'm here to bring you the smooth and true facts. It's time to get on the green. It's time for The Course Reports. All right, this week we're going to welcome to the Course Reports from sunny Orange County, Newport Beach, California, Golf Course Superintendent at Newport Beach Country Club, Scott Dye. Scott, welcome to the Course Reports. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. You are a busy guy. Uh, you have the Hogue Classic on your doorstep. How's everything going? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, the, the weather got a little warm on us yesterday and today and, uh, supposed to, I mean, warm for us is, you know, I, I take that back. It, the weather was perfect yesterday and today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What is warm for you? Uh, summertime, you know, we can get, uh, a day or two into the hundreds, but really warm for us is the mid to upper eighties. Uh, low 90s, but that's that's rare. We we're just blessed to have a good coastal environment right here. Uh, right, so, yeah, right. Yeah. It, pretty dry too. Not a lot of humidity. Uh, today it seemed like there was a lot of humidity in the air, which was weird. It got warm. We had offshore winds in the morning. Got warm, and then the clouds came in. Um, summertime we'll get we'll get some humidity with some June gloom, but this week has been. This, be, this week's been, it's been really ideal to say the least, you know, no rain, although we need the rain. That's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, I know a lot of golf fans around the country will be wishing they were in Newport Beach this uh, upcoming week to watch your event, the Hogue Classic. Um, you start next week, you've got a 54 hole event and um, you've obviously been preparing for this uh probably all year long. Um, so um, let's talk a little bit about yourself, though, before we get into Newport Beach Country Club and the tournament. Um, tell our listeners where you're from and how you ended up at Newport Beach. Good deal. Uh, born and raised Southern California. I grew up in Los Angeles and got the original itch just by mowing grass with my dad as a, as a job in the afternoons. Uh, in the neighborhood just with him as a way to make a couple extra dollars for the family. And uh, so I owe my work ethic to my dad. Um, and cool. from there, I uh, went to went off to junior college and then college landed at San Luis Obispo and didn't really know what I wanted to do, but uh, realized uh, that golf course management was an option uh, after taking some, some horticulture classes knew I wanted to work outside and started at a golf course in San Luis Obispo and worked a few courses up there while I was going to school, did some internships and then graduated from school and was on a plane to Japan to work with Mike, no. to work with Michael Woods for, uh, over there for six months. Wow. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I saw the degree as a ticket to travel. And yeah, and wanted to try and tie the ocean into it some way, shape, or form, and 
Uh, little did I, I know what I was getting myself into as I was, as we were landing into Japan, little side story, I looked down out the window, I'm a week out of graduating from college, and I see that they're driving on the wrong side of the road, or their right side of the road, right. and I realized, oh my gosh, I haven't, I haven't researched what I'm getting into as much as I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you went out there for six months that's you know a little out of the box i mean you you know you hear about people um traveling overseas and taking jobs but um you know uh, japan isn't a place that you hear about that much these days no it uh this was back in 2001 and um and so it was right around the time of 9-11 as well and mm. and i i went over uh, to China, um, and was coming back into Japan on September 10th, actually, and and had to do some some talking uh, with with uh, Japanese customs at the time, and and to get back in, and and then lo and behold, the next day, uh, so it was it was just different. The whole experience was amazing. Met great people. Um, got to work with Andrew McDaniel and and Michael Woods and just, you know, it's just neat to see how those, those relationships that you build back in the day, how they carry forward and, um, ended up working, uh, international tournament over there in November, the, the Phoenix Dunlop. I'm not sure if it's still called that. And then, yeah, came back from Japan and, and went to go work up at Pebble beach for a couple months and had a, an opportunity to come back down to Southern California. Started uh, working at Shady Canyon uh, here in Orange County in, in Irvine and started there right after it opened and got thrown into the fire as an assistant and, and then have been in the area uh, ever since 2002 and worked after Shady. I worked there for nine years or so and then got a job at mission viejo country club right here in orange county as well and i worked there for seven or eight years and then i've been here at newport beach two years yesterday and and be going in my third event so man i i love this part of the podcast where we talk about um you know everybody's path because it they're they're, they're different everybody's is different, but they're all the same in a lot of ways where, you know, it's one of those things you kind of think about after the fact, Oh, there's a career there. And then you, you know, everybody goes to all these cool places and, you know, different, different, uh, common names that people cross over in, in the, as they're coming up in the business. I mean, it's just, uh, pretty cool. But, um, so from, from Southern California to Japan and back basically, that's it. Yep. Been back here in yeah. Southern California and I've been in Orange County since 2002. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat when I was working at Shady, I was living, uh, right next to, to Newport and, and I drive by Newport every day going to Shady Canyon to work. And I go, man, it'd be neat to work there someday. And this was back in the early two thousands. And, and ended up meeting my wife in Newport, got married in Newport, had my first son in Newport, and wasn't living in Newport, you know, when all those things were happening. <laughs> More my, right. my single years, but uh, it's just, it's 
it's amazing how how life comes full circle and uh, just I've I've been blessed to be here for the last two years without a doubt. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's great. It's obviously a special place for you and your family, and and now uh, you're taking care of uh, Newport Beach Country Club for for the members and and uh, the owners there, and uh, you're about to put it on TV for the Hogue Classic. So uh, was tournament golf something you always wanted to get into, or um, was it just something that came along with the opportunity there at Newport Beach? I, you know, I, I've always had a, uh, oh, that'd be cool kind of wish to, to get into tournament golf. You know, I'd done a little bit of volunteering, um, in college up at the AT&T and, uh, yeah. and got introduced to it then and thought, wow, this is, this is kind of neat. And I think that's where the, the itch got you know, gotten it got me, but you know, over the last 15 years, you know, when I was at my other two clubs locally, never really thought, Oh yeah, you know, that's really what I want. You know, being at private clubs, you know, you cater to, to the membership and, and you're the caretaker of, of their, their property. And that's always number one. And which right, is right. kind of in, you know, in the same, same situation here, exactly the same, you know, number one is to, cater to the members, cater to the owners and whatever we need to do to, to make things right, uh, make it right. And, oh yeah, we've got a, a tour event that kind of comes through here every March as well. So it's kind of like the icing on the cake in a, in a, in a random way, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I know that your standards and the expectations at your club are really high anyway, but do you feel like that having that annual tournament um, helps keep your focus on those standards or do you feel like, Hey, you know um, you know, it's really unrelated. That's a great question. Uh, I would say that there's a lot, there's so many decisions that you make throughout the year that cater to the big events. And, and I'll, you know, I'll use this as a big event. I'll use our member member as a big event, you know, member guests for men and women as big events. Um, we also host the U S open qualifier that we share with another club locally every other year. So, so we've got these events throughout the year. And so agronomically, you know, everybody's got their, their little challenges that you kind of want to build up for and gear towards, but agronomically you, you want to make sure that you're making the right decisions to be primed for each one of those as you go around. So I think what makes this place pretty special is that it's, it's busy and there's a lot going on and it keeps you on your toes. You're, you're always on your toes. There's always something happening. Um, yeah. And it, and then it's neat to see the familiar faces that, you know, the tour kind of brings that brings with it. Right. So, uh, well, you know, one of the interesting things about, uh, your region is that you can grow a lot of different types of turf grass there, you know, and, 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 uh, it's a tough place to grow grass because, uh, what a lot of, uh, friends and colleagues have shared is that, you know, it all grows, but none of it's really primed to grow real, real well. So it's tough to figure out which one you're going to focus on. And so is that true? And if so, is your tournament timed well for you 
based on those growth curves and the and the turfs that you're growing out there. Yeah, that's that's such a true statement. Everything grows, but it, it's all got its little windows of uh, it doesn't want to grow, so to speak. Right. Uh, so we're yeah we're growing poa on the greens and kukuya in the fairways, and for us. Being that we're coastal and we and we do just ha- we have a great climate, um, I, I think that we sit well for the entire year. Um, there's a lot of uh, local Bermuda guys and guys that have switched away from the overseed uh, model and and they have tremendous success as well. Uh, but you get a couple cold snaps and it and it will ding you, whereas the kukuya mm-hmm. grass doesn't get dinged. Uh, as hard, you know, we had a frost come in through here about three weeks ago. The first frost delay I've had here in two years were, wow. yeah. And, uh, and it set our rough back, you know, the taller, the taller grass, grass, it set that back and it's made a lot of the rogue rye and rogue poa out there just stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, so to answer your question yes i think we've got the right turf grasses for the right the right time uh and i think if they we can we can pretty much do what we want to them year round you just gotta we gotta protect the warm season grass a little bit in the winter time just to make sure we're not verticutting or doing anything ultra aggressive and managing traffic uh so that we're not getting beat up in the fairways. Uh, so you got to be creative with, with ropes and stakes scenarios and whatnot. Um, right. So, sure. So, yeah, I think we've got the right grass, um, year round pretty much for, for our location. Well, um, you know, your, your site is pretty much right there on the ocean, no, right on Newport Bay. Yeah. So you're really close. So what, what are you growing? your turf on is it a sandy soil or is it a little heavier what what do you what's underneath most of it's pretty heavy clay uh we've got random pockets of of stuff uh throughout the golf course but you stick a soil probe in the ground and you can you you've got some some clays that are slow to drain poorly draining and very heavy so um deep tining for us has been a huge cultural practice that we've implemented over the last year, going through all the fairways numerous times and then coming back and spot treating select areas that, that are just challenges. Um, you have to throw any, any drains in the ground yet. Uh, but I've, I've got my eyes set on a few spots now that, that we just, it's just hard to get them to dry up once they get wet. So, Weatherwise, right. with what we've got now uh, and the way everything's lining up and we're drying down uh, as we're going into the event, uh, hopefully we don't have any any wet conditions or any wet issues out there. So we should be good. Yeah, so that combination of uh, heavier soils and uh, Kukuyu and Poanya. So when you get wet, um, I bet it can tend to be kind of soft. And then when it gets dry and you get in a nice dry pattern, I bet it can flip and be really firm. Is that, is that what you end up seeing or how does that, how do those grasses play considering the moisture levels and so forth? Uh, with the Kikuya grass, as you, as you, 
my experience with the kukui grass is as you dry it down, it it wants to kind of puff up and and almost like um, flex its chest, and and it can tend to get scalpy. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, it and so from for our perspective, keeping three minutes up in that upper thatch because it they can be so thatchy and there can be so many roots and stones and rhizomes right up to that top there that letting those yeah. dry down too far you can get away with it for a couple of days especially with the shorter days and low ets uh, you can get away with it easily but if you go too far then then it's hard to get the water back into the soil and then you start to seal up right. as you know you irrigate with reclaimed water um and and the salts start to come up and wick up to the top if you try to dry down too far uh in the summertime especially and you're just you're chasing your tail with hoses and 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 our irrigation systems uh got a few years under its belt so uh hose work has is what we need to use in order to to help mask the the uh the in-between spots so to speak so yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, not too many of us grow kukuyu grass, and it's one of those. I don't know whether it's the name or what, but when you watch the, the events that are held out in your area, you know, the announcers are and the uh, commentators are always talking about it. You know, and and so I wonder how many golf fans that watch it really understand that there's just such a fine, uh, finite amount of, of of us, you guys, that grow it. And that's pretty fascinating that when it dries down, it can get scalpy on you. You know, um, I had no clue. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a uh, I, I had a mentor down in, in San Diego and, and he said and it's like a warm season POA. You can you could push it and, and you can't get rid of it. And you could push it to the edge and, and to the edge. And then all of a sudden it just goes, you know what? I'm done. And it'll just <laughs> check out and it'll see you next season kind of thing. So, oh man! But it's it's a fun grass. It's it's neat to see how those stones and rhizomes can work. And when you get it, when you can get it right, it's the surface is really really good. It's really fun to play off of, and uh, and it is a niche little grass. There's you know it's in these little coastal pockets around the world. Right. There's not a lot of places growing it. Yeah, no doubt, and. Uh... And your poe annual on the green. So um, does that pr stay pretty consistent for you throughout the year? Obviously, in the summer, you're dealing with some hot temperatures, as you talked about. But a uh, pretty strong performer for you there in Newport Beach? Very strong performer for us, yes. Uh, I think poa is germinating on our property year-round. So it's it's not really a and – and I'm still trying to figure that out in, in other parts of the, uh, of the golf course. But um, – as it, as it pertains to, to, to trying to keep it pure with Kikui grass, but that's off, off the greens, but on the greens, uh, yeah, it's, it's the go-to it's, it's perfect for us here. Um, trying to fight the POA battle, uh, for us at our property, if we were to, if we were to change grasses would be, would be a challenge. Um, so yeah, year round, we can pretty much do what we need to do with it and, and it it's it handles that water quality no problem it huh? handles the water well uh you know we will leach about three times during the summer 
and mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll stay on with Verticut program uh, and and top dress you know once a month and just kind of work in the canopy and work in the texture and and then just managing your fertility and and your water and the team that I've got here is phenomenal I I got a an assistant Mike Novak who's been here for every Hogue Classic Toshiba Classic he's been at the site for for 26 years we were oh, man. Uh, and, and the, the team and their water management skills uh you know they're out tdr and, and pulling hose every single day there's a team of them and it's it's the best program i've ever seen and it's one of those things that you when you walk into as a superintendent and you make your assessments it's like all right i'm don't need to mess with that one that one's perfect just stay out of the way and Mike does a great job with the staff. Uh, I'm I'm lucky to have a guy like him. He he makes the whole experience just that much more enjoyable. So, yeah, we've got we've got a pretty good system in place. Yeah. It works well. Yeah, that kind of history and um, in, uh, institutional knowledge is invaluable. And and guys with that kind of tenure, they they don't mind using that new technology like TDRs and and moisture meters and such. They're, they've adapted oh yeah he uh you know because he's worked with all the tour agronomists uh that have come through every year and right, right. and and then there's so much there's so much experience and and different ways of doing things so much of it is you know site specific um but they've he's picked up so many things from all the different guys that have come through and uh and carried it on to the staff and they've just they they rock it they're strong. It's a, it's a strong, it's a strong program. Well, that's, that's fantastic to have uh, that kind of team that you've got that kind of confidence in going into an event like this one. Um, as far as your conditions for next week, you know, your, your green speeds and, and uh, mowing heights and such, um, what kind of uh, mowing heights do you plan to be at? And what are you trying to put out there for the players next week? So fairways, Fairways and, and, you know, callers approaches, uh, we're right around 450 right now, and we'll be moving down to 400 over the next few days. Might go a little south of 400. Right, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, and uh, greens, uh, we've been – we came up to the 120 range uh, a month and a half ago or so. And I've just been working texture over that time period. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll sit in that 105 mark for the most part year-round, plus or minus, depending on what right. we got going on. And and then come next week, uh, you know, if we need to if we need to work things down um, to work texture or we know that we've got that in our back pocket, uh, we don't want – speeds to get away from us uh the greens here are deceptively quick um the my the superintendent that i were i uh that i took over for as he retired um you know he'd been here for 30 years and always known for having some of the best putting surfaces in town and and uh and you know listening to him and learning from him and learning from mike and the agronomists uh, it's, it's been just a collaborative team effort. And so coming into the event, 
120 and we know that we can work ourselves down if we need to speed wise uh, we try to deliver to them you know right around 11 for the agronomist and then depending on how the week goes we'll kind of get into those high 11s we don't want to get too far into the 12s um, just because things can kind of get away we've got some slopes and some pin locations that we got to be careful with but Sure. That that high eleven, low twelve mark is it's just a solid number. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, huh? it just it it works for works for everyone and and uh yeah, we're we're right on target. Yeah. Feeling good right now. So when when you say you're working texture, so you what you what you're referring to is some grooming, some brushing, trying to get those leaf blades as thin as you can get them and standing as upright as you can get them, that sort of thing. Yeah, mainly the grooming, vertigrooming kind of processes for the most part uh not too many brushes uh just just working working the verticutter you know the vertigrooming grooming standards those kind of things but right well you've got an incredible field i was looking at the field you guys got a really uh who's who of the champions tour showing up uh anybody been out yet to uh get a practice round in a little early no nobody nobody that i'm aware of um yeah i i was reviewing that the other day and holy cow there's actually some pretty some pretty cool names on here um so yeah uh nobody's been out i think everybody's over in tucson having fun right now and and, uh they should be all out here monday if not yeah monday morning they'll be out here first thing so yeah yeah good deal so it's a 54 hole event right Mm -hmm. yeah so is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the official rounds? Yeah, so we'll do uh, golf courses open um, through Saturday for member play. Uh, we have not limited any carts or anything along those lines. So we had a we had a men's guest day out there yesterday. We've got ladies team play went on this week, and uh, we're 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 pushing the <laughs> rounds through. Everybody's. <laughs> You know, banging away, building structures and the build out and, and we got events going on and it's just it's just what, right. what we do here. And then uh, Sunday, you know, there's an afternoon shotgun for the tournament and Monday um, the pros come on out. I think they're you know, there's a pro am on Monday. The players have the place to themselves on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Thursday we've got um, two Two pro am shotguns, uh, 7:30 and 1:30 both days, and then uh, split T we run for the event, and that goes off at 10 o'clock Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's really nice, actually. The 10 o'clock start time. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's kind of one of those little blessings in disguise. Uh, what time's the sun coming up out there right now? Sunrise uh, is at six twenty-two right now, so it's just it's ideal. Everything about it is perfect. You know, the the two pro am days, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, with the seven thirty start. You know, we're out there uh, trying to to get some a couple of things done uh, while being neighborly, and then uh, we'll come back in the afternoon right. and 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 focus some more attention at that time um that's cool how many uh how many on your team for the event so on the team there are uh we've got 23 guys 
let's see, 26, including myself, equipment manager, his, uh, his tech, uh, I've got two assistants, first assistant, second assistant, and then, um, then we've got a couple of volunteers, uh, that'll be helping us out. I've got seven volunteers that, that are coming out and been trying to grow that, that experience, uh, right. over the last two years. And it's, it's, there's a lot of work involved with that, but it's fun. It's, it's neat because I've got such seasoned guys on this, on this team, uh, that for them, it, they could do it with their eyes closed. It seemed like, and, and then it, there's a lot that they could share with guys that have never worked tournaments before, or, uh, some of the volunteers that are coming in. So it, I think there's going to be a neat collaboration of, of guys getting to meet each other and hear some stories and, and share some experiences and, um, right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, certainly a, a great place for anybody in our industry to go learn something about, like you said, kind of a niche environment with some, some different things going on in a great event. So for the people that are going to be uh, viewing the tournament on television, what, uh, what should they be looking for in terms of, you know, interesting holes to watch or, or where do you see the tournament, uh, maybe getting uh, interesting as, as the competition heats up? The, let's see, definitely the back, <laughs> the back nine, obviously there. Uh, but 17, 17, uh, par three, kind of a little stadium hole. I'll call it mini Scottsdale. I won't even call it mini Scottsdale. It's just a neat little hole. It's, it's got its own little character. Uh, I think they're playing, I don't know what they're playing at one seven. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not going to put a number at what they're playing the yardage at. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure. We've got a two tier green, tons of grandstands around, around the green with Lake and a couple bunkers involved. And, uh, it gets fun. It gets rowdy over there. Um, and then coming in, uh, coming in on 18, it, it, in the last couple of years, it seems like it's come down the wire with a par five that the guys have to kind of make a decision to, to really go for it or or lay up and, and put a wedge in there tight. So uh, definitely, definitely 17 gets exciting. Uh, there's That's always a fun spot to go watch some golf. Fantastic, man. Well, hey, listen, congratulations to you and your team on uh, on getting to this point. I know you're going to have a great week. We'll be uh, keeping our fingers crossed that that weather is exactly what you want, and we'll be watching it on TV and look forward to following up with you again and hearing about uh, uh, how everything went and, and how the whole program's growing for you over there at Newport Beach Country Club. Thanks, Curtis. I appreciate the time. Thanks for including me in this. This is fun. You bet. Thanks, Scott. Hey, what a great interview with Scott Dye, golf course superintendent at Newport Beach Country Club, host of this year's Hogue Classic. Don't miss it this week on the Golf Channel. Make sure to support Scott and his entire team. They put in a lot of work. They've got lots of different things going on out there. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a great event, so don't miss it. And the Course Reports is back for 2020. Catch it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to take a look at our videos on our YouTube channel, The Course Reports. And of course, all our shows can be found on our website, thecoursereports.com. Thanks for your support. We're going to be back at you again soon. This episode is brought to you by Dave Thompson's Organic Healthy Grow 
and Healthy Grow Professional Brand Fertilizers. It's sustainable, it's organic, it's best in class. Find it at a retailer near you or online at healthygrow.com slash green.